Hello listeners and welcome once again to another episode of Homeschooling Matters where we talk about matters pertaining to homeschooling and it seems to be a very hot topic these days as well as the value of homeschooling. My name is Nikki Rodrigues and I'm your host. Thank you so much guys for listening. Of course I always say I am humbled and excited by the growth of our listenership over the past several weeks and months I must say so thank you so very much. Today in Homeschooling Matters we will be chatting a bit about what my day looks like. So you know last week we heard from my good friend and mentor Bernadette Francis and she spoke to taking time for yourself. I mean originally called it mummy time you know taking that me time so to speak but really don't want to call it mummy time because it's really not mummy time you don't want to be mummy in that time so we we've learned about that i wanted to share with you however what my day looks like since this entire pandemic um has struck i have been sought out by several media houses in my country and i think i mentioned it before so from radio interviews to television interviews to social media pages interviews i've done it in fact i'm recording this episode right now on the heels of another uh, interview that i just did and pretty much everybody's asking the same thing you know i was telling my husband i said I am not the only homeschooler. Granted, I am one of the founding members of the Homeschool Association of Trinidad and Tobago. What is it? Why is everybody asking me? Now, my mentor, Bernadette, has done a couple interviews as well, but I don't think it's anywhere near the amount that I have done. Um, when I first met Bernadette and she had five children, I only had four at the time, I was like, oh, I can't imagine having five children, but here I am. <laughs> 12 years later, 11 years later, and I now have almost twice the amount that she has. So I think the the pull or the intrigue where I am concerned is because not only do I have eight children, but I have eight children that I'm homeschooling, not just until the start of secondary school, but I'm homeschooling them all the way through secondary or high school. So I think that is a bit of an anomaly in the homeschooling arena locally, because of course people are now starting to get their feet wet with the idea of homeschooling. I'm not talking about in the midst of COVID, I'm talking about pre-COVID, right? People were now getting um, acclimatized to the idea of not sending their children out to school. I mean, that's what everybody knew. So what is this thing about keeping the children at home and saying that you're teaching them? That's a new thing. But when people did decide, some people would do it up until the child has reached um, or finished preschool, so they may homeschool through preschool. And when the child is about to start kindergarten or primary school, as we would call it locally, they would send the child out there. Then you had those who would homeschool all the way through primary school and we'll have them write um, the secondary entrance assessment exam and they would go into secondary school or they some parents that I knew they bypassed that and they had the children go into private secondary school so that's an option that people have um, but I you would have heard my testimony before I don't have to go back into that but I have been homeschooling all the way through so I think it's an anomaly it is intriguing. It is interesting. So that, I think, is one of the major pulls as to why so many people have sought me out to do these interviews. All right. So having said that, what does my day look like? Um, our average day as a homeschooling family starts anywhere between 8.30 and 9.30 in the morning. Uh, the children have bedtimes. That is important. Even though I have found that I have relaxed it a bit because... 
You see, it's one thing when you have children that are children in the home and they are young and you're the parental you're the parental authority. But when you have older children and then younger children under underneath or behind them, it becomes a little bit more difficult. And what do I mean by that? When my first four children were sent to bed at 7.30 in the, in the evening, they went to bed at 7.30 in the evening because they were tucked in, they were prayed with, they had their bedtime story, they were kissed, they were, as I said, tucked in, hugged and everything, and they were sent off to bed, lights out. Now, I have four older children, so I have a 19-year-old, an 18-year-old, so two young adult men, and then I have um, a 14-year-old daughter, and then I have a 12-year-old daughter. And then after them, I have an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. And it is not that easy to keep the eight, five, three, and one-year-old. It's easier with the one and three-year-old. Once they're tuckered out, they're tuckered out, that's it. But it's not as easy with the eight and five-year-old, soon to be six, he'll be six, well, five and a half-year-old. Because you can say, you can put their lights out in their room, but when there's so much activity happening in the room just opposite theirs, when lights are not completely out throughout the household, there's temptation to get up and move around and come to get water and different things. So for that reason, it has become a little bit more difficult. So like I said in an interview just a moment ago, they're put to bed at that particular time. Whether they go to sleep or not, it's not my concern. But for my own sanity and to be able to have some alone time with the older ones, because I want to spend some time chatting with them, hearing how things are going on their end, and to have some alone time with my husband, it's necessary. They have to be put to bed at a particular time. So like right now, I know that they have been put to bed. It's at the time I'm recording this, it's 7.58. They have been put to bed. I'm sure they're not sleeping, but they're in their rooms and they're there. All right. They must have that routine. So that is basically so they will get up in the morning. And I have recently in the midst of this pandemic um, thing where everybody's at home and there's been the lockdown and everything. I have found myself having the freedom and the ability. Once again, I hadn't had it for a long time to get up in the early hours of the morning and spend that time, that quality time with the Lord. It is not very easy to manage a household this large and I can't do it outside or apart from him. I often tell people I am because he is. He is who he said he is, who he says he is. He is my everything. So apart from him, I really can't do anything. So people look on and especially as I've been doing all these interviews, my goodness, and they're always you know, blown away by the quote-unquote accomplishments or what we have achieved as a family and I keep telling them guys you know it made I even I even found that it sounded like I was boasting at one point in time and I said Lord don't send any more interviews my way because in my heart of hearts you know that I am nothing without you and I don't want anybody to ever come away from any of my interviews feeling that way and I voiced this on more than one occasion, and people have said, no, Nikki, we didn't get that at all. You've been such a source of inspiration. You've motivated me. You've encouraged me. And for that, I am so eternally grateful. So our day starts between 8.30 and 
as I'm able now because of the pandemic and his hubby is home not having to rush out to work to be traffic or whatever um, he now gets up and he does the breakfast even when he was going out to work once he was up and he had the time he would always prepare breakfast for the little ones just to give me a moment in the morning to catch myself he knows that I don't sleep very well most nights because I can't switch my mind off guys I always have ideas so it takes me a long time to fall asleep many times and then I don't sleep very soundly um as well so that's a kind of uh what you call it a a, a, a trifecta oh, it's not a trifecta but that's a bad combination right there not being able to sleep very soundly i'm a light sleeper and then i take a long time to fall asleep so imagine taking a long time to fall asleep and then the slightest thing wakes you up you know what i mean so um so he would usually do that but now even more so he's been more intentional about it and i have been more intentional about making sure i have that time with the lord in the morning it is what has been keeping my sanity because of course everybody's at home now and you know for the most part of our family because we're homeschooling we're accustomed to it even though our eldest son is at home it's still like he's not home because he uses my studio my boutique that space he works from there and then our second son he's pretty much in his room he's doing his university courses and stuff so he's still out of us out of the line of sight so to speak and hubby works in our bedroom right so he has his desk and comfortable chair and everything in there. So it's still just basically six of the children with myself in the house throughout the day. But it's not like anybody's driving anybody crazy, nuts, or, any, <coughs> or driving anybody nuts or anybody's nerve or anything. But, you know, it's, it's different. And so just to be able to have that time first thing in the morning, giving the Lord the first fruit of my day has been like absolutely essential and has really made a difference in my life so even if i don't get to take a break during the day i get a break sometimes but not all the time um i am able to keep going because i have been filled we talked about being able to um to pour into others lives you can't pour from an empty cup so going out in my back patio and looking out at the mountains observing the birds and the trees that are in my yard and spending that quiet time with the lord observing and appreciating nature and listening to his still small voice whether i look at the birds and see how they don't toil but they're still able to eat and i know that my father knows the needs of my family so that he will take care of me even as he takes care of the birds the lord said you know a sparrow wouldn't fall to the ground without our father knowing about it so how much more us so those things give me encouragement and it helps me to get through the day so even though my business my boutique i haven't sold a thing <laughs> in months I am still able to look up to my father, to our heavenly father, because he will provide for our needs according to his riches and glory, the word says. Okay, so I can't get away from who I am, guys. I'm a Christian and I make no apologies for it, okay? Um, so that's how I, my day starts now. But even before that, I would spend some time, even if it's through the Bible story that I'm reading for the children when we, do, when we would do our devotional. I would spend that time talking to them, even a simple Bible story. I'm amazed at how much the Lord could pour into me from the simple Bible story I would read to my children. So I would do that. And then after that, they would have had breakfast. And then after that, we would get into our book work for the day. It's always advisable, in my humble opinion, you have to know your family and your children. But when the brains are fresh in the morning, we want to get rid of the laborious work or the tedious tasks while their brains are still lit 
you know so we want to get the math out of the way any writing assignments out of the way things like science and stuff they're very engaging and you do basically kitchen chemistry and science experiments that way so that's very engaging and so they don't have any problems with that going up in the back going in the backyard and digging looking for worms or looking at an, observing an anthill those things those are intriguing for them so it won't be a problem so i would always suggest and i would try to um, I would suggest to other families that I would also try to get the things like the math and stuff out of the way. Right now, um, parents are trying to do crisis schooling, different from homeschooling. Schools are sending work to do or sending work for the children to do through various means, internet, Zoom, emails, etc. If that is the way you're so inclined because you may be working from home and you need to have some peace of mind, you need to know the children are not, quote unquote, falling behind, even though I will say it again, who are they falling behind? Everybody's in the same boat, okay? And I'm sure, pretty sure, because in our country, not everybody has access to this type of media, the internet, maybe even laptops and desktops in their homes. So it means that the teachers would more than likely, and the schools will more than likely be forced to repeat this last term and the term before's schoolwork. So nobody's going to be falling behind. Of course, let them do something that will stimulate their brain, but by all means, give them a break. This is also an anomaly for them. Just like it's not your normal, it's not their normal. If they're homeschooled, they're accustomed. But if they've been accustomed going to public or private schools, leaving their home, having a routine, it's not normal for them. So give them a break. If they get up one morning and they say, I don't want to do any work today, let them not do any work for today. They're not going to fall behind anyone. Listen, in 10 years, 5 years, 2 years from now, when they look back at this time and we've all been forced to be at home, do they want to remember that you had them in a corner learning their tables or reciting poetry or learning spelling? No. When they look back, you want them to have fond memories of this time. Time spent with them curled up on a, on a, on a sofa, on a sectional like we have, and just reading Playing games like Monopoly and Payday teaches them life skills. It teaches them how to invest. It teaches them how to manage money. You know, smart investments. If you're doing things like Ludo, strategy, chess. If you're doing things like Rummy Cube, um, what else we have? Scrabble, Boggle. All of those things they can learn through. So let's not constantly think that's all about academics. You know, in one of my interviews that I did last Saturday morning on social media, on Facebook, actually, one of the questions that came in was that this mom was a bit frustrated because her son, I think he was about seven or eight years old, didn't want to do any work, between seven and nine, didn't want to do any work at all. And she was at her wit's end. And I said to her, I said, you know, it's okay. He's not going to fall behind, one. And two, it's not his normal. And three, if he doesn't want to do any book work, you could get him to learn the same concepts by making it relevant. What do I mean by that? One of our daughters didn't understand the importance or the need for doing a particular subject until she saw how integral it was in her business. Right? So I said to that mother, what you should possibly or what you should probably do is to take him into the kitchen with you and let him cook with you. Let him bake with you. He will learn measurement. He will learn mass. He would learn how certain things combine and the reaction they may have, like baking soda and maybe lime juice or whatever. You know, things like that, that will be teachable moments, but still fun moments. And it's making the information relevant to them and applicable. So they would say, oh, so that's why I need to know what a fraction is because I need to find a fraction of this. If you have to 
um, you tell them, okay, this is your recipe, but it's only two of us. So we need to half this recipe. And then they will see how it's applicable. Or you can tell them, you know what? Um, we want to send some of these cookies across to granny or some other family member or even to a neighbor because we want our children to be others-oriented, not just self-seeking or self-oriented. So you say, you know what? We want to bake these cookies. Let's do some for the neighbor as well. But we need to double the recipe. So then their tables, knowing how to multiply by two very simply or how to, if the, if the recipe called for half a cup, multiplying a fraction by a whole number what it looks like so you can make it relevant and make it practical and make it applicable to everyday life we have been doing now apart from playing games we build puzzles we do those things all the time puzzle building is a tradition every easter um and every christmas time once hubby is home which he would usually take vacation around that time we would take out a 2000 piece puzzle because he loves those and we will build it together he does the majority of it to be honest i come in towards the end and i might build a bit of the sky or depending on what the puzzle um is a picture of but those are things that we can do at this point in time and those are the things that we can do to bond and create wonderful memories going forward for the children. We have done gardening before as a family and unfortunately it wasn't always very successful. We would start off with a bang, it would be going really great, but the crop, the yield would never be really great. So we would do okras and stuff, or okra as it's pronounced in other parts of the world, and the okra would be very dry. Um, not very slimy and not conducive to cooking with as we would need it. Um, we have done tomatoes. The vine will dry up very quickly. We will get a few tomatoes and that will be the end of it. Mm. We have done we have done peppers and we have found that the birds will come and attack the peppers. And even before the birds, we would have like the problem with caterpillars and even um, slugs, snails and ants, bachak especially, coming and eating out the leaves. So we had no fruit ever really being born out of our pimento pepper plants and our sweet pepper plants so we've started again and we've been very intentional about it so in the midst of this pandemic so i'm kind of comparing and contrasting what my day looked like so in the midst of this pandemic our i'm sorry if you're getting this buzzing effect it's because i'm getting messages on my phone and i'm recording on my phone because something went wrong with my equipment so please forgive me um, so in the midst of pa this pandemic, we've been doing things differently as well, because like I said to many of the interviewers, we have been affected as well. This is not our normal. I blogged about it as well. This is not our normal. And so the freedom we had to pick up and take the children to the park or to go to the grocery store and run errands, we don't have that freedom anymore. And those were learning and t learning opportunities and teaching moments for us. So we have been forced to do other and find other creative ways, do other creative things at home. And gardening was one of them. So we had given up on gardening, but we had started again. Uh, we had a major um, leak in our backyard just before this entire thing started. Thankfully, we were able to get it repaired before everything was locked down. So we had that repaired and we had some extra pipes. Um, our dryer, fairly new dryer, conked out. One part got... Um, was damaged and so we have no dryer but guess what as my husband would say god's dryer is on and that's the sunlight so we've been back to putting our clothes on the line and hanging laundry on the line and it's been you know therapeutic i have found because the moments while i'm there getting the stuff out of the hamper to hang them on the line you know you could be into your thoughts and stuff and it's quite peaceful to do it so we've been doing that the children have been 
enjoying that time. They would come and they would help sort. Some would hang, some would spread in different areas in the backyard to maximize the sunshine. Um, but we had some leftover pipes from that project and I actually blogged about it because I learned a lot of lessons from those pipes. You can check out the blog outnumbered 8to2.wordpress.com or you could simply Google Chronicles of an Outnumbered Mom. I'm on WordPress and you could see that particular blog blog post it was very 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 encouraging and i basically just repurposed these old pipes and i made us a, a drying rack for it the little ones and i we did that project last week and then earlier this week or oh, that was also last week we had some scrap wood remaining from another project and we took that scrap wood and we went on to pinterest we found some other interesting ways to do some gardening we don't have we have a a gardening trough or a raised bed but we wanted to get some more crops growing like lettuce, those leafy vegetables and stuff. And we didn't want to put it in the ground for the snails and slugs and different things to get at it. So we just used the scrap wood and we used some guttering and we formed a gutter garden. So we are now gutter gardening. And it was such a wonderful project. I will see, I will give you a link to where you can see all of these things that we've been up to in the midst of this quote-unquote pandemic um so we've been doing more gardening and more things like that and it's been really really great so even though as a homeschool i have always said you know i am not against academics we do academics we're doing the academics yes but we're pushing even more to do the other fun things that when the children are so involved in planting these plants and gardening and they're able to reap the fruit of their hard work in a few weeks or a month or two it will be so much more precious you know what i mean so spend that time doing that and we bond so much over these exercises guys it's not funny i learned so much about my children even the little ones even though we spend so much time together like joey the eldest of the littles he's eight years old recently turned eight he's so outdoorsy he really loves the great outdoors um we are in a suburban area we don't have a lot of forested area and and, and land behind our property I can't remember the square footage of our property, but it's not that big. But he loves being outdoors. I mean, he created using a toilet paper roll from a book that we have to do like paper crafts and stuff. Paper craft, sorry. He created a bird feeder using just some peanut butter and some of his daddy's like sesame seeds and different things. And he rolled the toilet paper roll. He pasted it with the peanut butter. Then he rolled it into the seeds and he put, he hung it using some um, some twine and it took a little while but the birds eventually found it and he was just so happy to see once again something that he was able to create do something good for creation so you know we're doing those things in between and i think more people more people should spend that time rather than being so obsessed about their children falling behind if like in our country there are two major exams that are imminent for the children, one of them being that same secondary entrance assessment exam and the um, Caribbean school um, leaving examination. So when you're about to graduate from your fifth form year, they have this exam that you write before you go into the workforce or before you go on to further your education. If that's imminent, I think it's supposed to be happening in July, but then, okay, go for it. Let them pick up their books a little bit more often. But I want us, when time elapses, a year, two, five, ten passes if the Lord should tarry. We're not looking back and saying, oh gosh, I wish I had done this. These things are not going to matter. The moral character of your children will matter, right? The academics can come. You can be very brilliant, but if you lack good character, 
all your brilliance is in vain because no one will want to engage with you. Nobody will want to really interact with you. But you can be one of the not so smart, let's just call it, not so smart, quote unquote, people, but have strong moral values. And you could be someone that is so sought after. So let's not, you know, put the cart before the horse. Let's try to instill moral values and build strong character in our children. Let us make sure that when they go out into this world without us, they will make good invaluable contributions to society and people would like them they would like to be around them all right so we're focusing a little bit more about on, on those things with our family during this time as well um i would caution you not to have, um not to compare your children with each other or with other people's children right i would want you to just let them be their individual selves God created them. Each and every one of them is unique. So discover where their natural inclination is at this time and teach to that. And where they are weak, you teach into those weak, weaker parts as well. Forget everything else that you have on the list of things they have to learn and do. Just if they happen to be doing something really well in a particular day, for example, they're doing language arts or history or math and they have grasped a concept and they want to keep going let them forget the next subject for now another time they could focus on that but if they are soaring in a particular area don't quench their their desire or their enthusiasm let them go at it okay so let's do some more games and some more interactive bonding sessions we have done that you know we have done sessions where we got to know each other a little bit more even though we spend so much time with each other guys as our children have grown up and they're thinking on their own, they have their own minds, especially our young adults. In some areas, they have changed. In some areas, they have grown. In some areas, they need to grow some more. And so we've done these um, personality tests to discover each, to rediscover each other and to see, okay, this is what this person does. This is what makes them tick. This is what makes them, this is why they think the way they think, etc. So doing those things at this time is really fantastic. But back to my original day, once we would have gotten our book work done, we would usually be finished by, everybody would be finished by 12, 12.30. Okay? The younger ones, of course, they are finished school within an hour, an hour and a half. They don't need much more time than that. Right? They... Remember, in a school setting, even though they may be there for six to eight hours, all of that time is not teaching time. By the time you take away lunch break and um, the regular break time they would have, and you take away the time to move between classes, all those minutes and seconds, they add up. So even though they may be in, in school from eight to two or from nine to, to three, for those six hours, all six hours is not teaching time. So take away the lunch hour, take away the 15-minute break, and add another 15 minutes or so for moving in between classes, teachers coming, maybe late, um, add on another half an hour for disruption, having to wait for them to take books out and different things. And we could take off a good two hours out of that six, so you're down to four hours. But with a homeschooled family, and if you're doing some schooling at home now with your children, even if the school is sending work home for them, they don't need to be at their desk, in their room or on the computer for six hours. I am seeing where people are putting their children into uniforms just to get them back into the groove of a school. Because I guess outside of the uniform, the children can't focus on their schoolwork. I don't necessarily agree with that, but whatever works for you. All right. Um, what I would say is, remember, two hours of concentrated work with one child will bear more fruit than four 
hours of not so concentrated work with a whole classroom filled with students. So don't look down on the fact that we only teach or educate for two hours in the day right it really is concentrated work it's specific to the child and they're grasping a lot in that time all right which is different from all the distractions and everything that happens in, the, in a general classroom in the traditional classroom right and so after the children are finished if they want to get up at seven o'clock and start their school day their book work that is if they want to start at eight or nine it's up to them once we get our devotional time in or try to, right? It's important. Sometimes you don't get it done in the morning. We may do it in the evening. Before bedtime, they must get that time in. And throughout the day, we try to give or leave encouraging thoughts and encouraging words with one another. Once that is done and they're finished with their day, let's say 12, 12, 30, the rest of the day is theirs. And they're free to pursue whatever courses online. They're free to, 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 to perfect a craft one daughter was knitting the other day. Um, together we built a, a dollhouse. I bought the material and I built a dollhouse for her. So she's been busily decorating that with some... It's actually decorative paper for crafting, but she's been making it into wallpaper by using it on the walls of her new dollhouse. You know, and she's having a wonderful time there. She's doing YouTube videos, pretend YouTube videos with her dolls and stuff there. So that is fine. For me, even at 12 and she wants to play, that is so fine for me. I prefer to be doing that than to be doing what some of the other 12-year-olds and even younger children are doing on social media. All right? Um, my daughter's able when she's finished her schoolwork. Or even there's some days, the one that owns the cupcake business, there's some days when she has orders and we leave school off for that day because she has a large order and she needs to get it done. She will start baking from early in the morning. And if she gets to do her schoolwork in the afternoon, great. If not, it's not a problem because she's learning economics. She's learning business management, time management. All of those things are happening while she's operating her business. Okay, entrepreneurship, you name it. Accounting, all of those things. Customer service, making sure she's prepared. Cleanliness, she's prepared her stuff to give to her customer on time with a smile. Not hassled and harried and getting it done and frustrated at the end of the day. So I wanted just to leave these few nuggets as to how I spend my day. I try to compare and contrast pre-COVID as well as um, with, with now. I hope I did it justice and I hope it made sense. I'm hearing them screaming and knocking on my door. So I have to go now. But that's all I would leave you with for this episode of Homeschooling Matters. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you and your family is real good. Stay safe and stay blessed. Bye.